0: Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Where I come from, While you were sleeping, Salicata, by the way. Hi. We started the show talking about the Knicks and their terrible loss. I'm not going to rehash the whole thing, but they were up 23. Everybody's feeling good. Hey, look at the Knicks. Maybe they're actually good this year beating the Hawks. Take that, Trey Young. You're bald. Nice hairline, you loser. And then all of a sudden, before you can blink, the Knicks give up that lead. They get down by 10, 15, whatever it was. They end up losing to Atlanta, and the reality sinks in that The Knicks suck, and it's depressing because R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, they're never going to be great players. You know, Brunson's solid, and I like him, but the Knicks are just – they're not good enough, and you see it with whether it's Murray with the Hawks last night dominating the Knicks, a guy that was a target for them in the offseason that they were interested in, couldn't land him, he goes to Atlanta, or Donovan Mitchell, who lit the the Knicks up the other day. Of course, with the Cavs, Knicks missed out on another star – and it's the same thing. I mean, wake me up when they actually get some star players in here that aren't, you know, dysfunctional like they they are in Brooklyn. Anyway, we started with that. We also talked about the combined no-hitter, which it's not really a no-hitter. And I know people are going to get excited about it, I guess, but it's not a no-hitter. An individual throws a no-hitter. Four pitchers throw a combined no-hitter, which is a lot different than an actual no-hitter. So I wasn't going nuts about that either. But what I did get uh, concerned about, or not concerned, but bothered about, was Baker taking Javier out of the game. I can't see crap. i got to put my glasses on. It's ridiculous. I'm getting so old I can't even take it anymore. 43, I can't see crap. Cataracts. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Oh, eventually you're going to have to have cataract surgery. What? I'm not having eye surgery. Get the hell out of here. Oh, no, you're going to have to have it. Okay, great. Thanks, Doc. Uh, Anyway, Javier. Uh, gets pulled after six innings, and I'm not worried about. Oh, Dusty, come on, you got to go for history with the no hitter. No, I'm worried about winning the game. How can you tell me that game four of the World Series, trailing two games to one, a five nothing lead in that ballpark against that lineup, that's not a lot. I'm sorry, they this team has come back. They came back five runs in Houston in game one. They've come back on everybody in the postseason. So how can you justify taking a guy who was literally unhittable out of the game after six innings, 97 pitches? What is this, August? Now, the bullpen did the job for Dusty, the three guys behind Javier. But still, to me, the results don't matter in this particular case. It's the decision that I don't agree with. The results may vary. They worked good for him, but he easily could have gotten burnt by that. How can you justify taking him out when he didn't give up a hit? Let him go to 115 pitches. You might have been able to get two innings out of him. Two more innings out of him. And then feel a little bit better about your yourself. 5 nothing At that point when they pulled him, I, and I'm sure many Phillies fans were thinking the same thing, Phillies going to come back on this bullpen here. Thank God you took him out. Now we have a chance. Anyway, we started with that. We've done a little bit of everything, done a ton of, Hot stove stuff, Aaron Judge and the contract, what that's going to look like. Is he going to leave as we get closer and closer to free agency where you'll have the GM meetings next week. Free agency, you have the five-day window after the World Series to the exclusive window, and then boom, it's going to be a free-for-all five days after the World Series ends. So next week is going to be a lot of fun as we talk about it. We did it with the Mets and the Yankees, of course. Hey, we could do it now. And we mentioned Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone going to meet the media tomorrow and, you know, give a little state of the Yankees after them getting bounced or getting swept by the Astros in the ALCS. We haven't heard from them. And they do the end of the you know year kind of presser here. And I'm sure along the way they'll both officially announce that they are coming back. Although Hal already said that Boone was coming back, nothing on Cashman. We've got to assume that, you know, the reports were that he's coming back and then the fact that he's going to be meeting the media Friday you would assume that uh, you'll get uh, – he's certainly going to be asked about it. You'd assume you get a straight answer uh, right then and there as well. 877 337 66 calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? What's
1: so up, my man, Sal? Hey, like you just said, the pitcher how are you, right? This was his last game of the year. But, Dusty, you could have let him go another inning or two. because He ain't pitching no more. This is it. Well, they might is- want him out
0: of the pen in Game 7, but still.
1: Still, oh, You're right. I got to call if you call back young kid. He said, "What what have the Yankees done for Aaron Judge? What about hey buddy? What, have the, what has the how was Aaron Judge done for the Yankees?" Goes both ways. He can do nothing. I well, told you about his post, see what, what, What's out there Well, wait. What do, you, what do you mean?
0: You talking about what you talking about as far as winning a World Series?
1: No, like he said, what have the Yankees done for Aaron Judge? Right. And I'm saying, what does Aaron Judge do for the Yankees? Well, he
0: does a lot for the Yankees.
1: No, he's done for himself because he's going to get paid for all those numbers he put up. That's yeah, for right,
0: but he brings fans in the ballpark. I mean, he's very marketable. He's, I mean, he's been a successful player for them. What I'm trying to
1: say is, I want him to be a Derek Jeter, Reggie Jackson, a Bernie Williams, C.C. Uh, C. Sabathia, David Wells, er, 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 get us to a, win us a championship, get us there, perform well, get in the World Series and perform well, Aaron Judge. That's what right, well, he needs to do. Well,
0: he hasn't done that, and right now he's a free agent. So they're going to have to pay him without knowing if he could ever get them over the hump or not.
1: I don't think I'd want – I told you last, last week, I don't want him back. You can, can go to San Fran or wherever, so I'll give me a couple of good ball players for that money you out to go get and build that team the way you need it to build around some speed, some contact hitters, uh, Sal, I think curious, that, but- I think
0: that's fair. I mean, I, I think, and now you're in the minority, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. And my thinking is this: if the Yankees value Judge at X amount of money before the season, they can't go too far from that just because he had a historic season. There was a reason why they only offered him 213 million. They need to draw the line in the sand and say, okay, well, if it gets to you know 320 or whatever their number is, we're out, and we're going to use that money elsewhere. And maybe they'd be better off for it. It would hurt. Next. But maybe, maybe as a team, they'd be better off for it.
1: Exactly. now, Sal, man, long time, you know, a long time ago, right? Through my years, when we won all our World Series since Reggie Jackson up till now, till two thousand nine, all I heard was, "Oh, you, yeah, but you, you paid, you, you paid for your worlds. You won. You spent the money. That's mm-hmm. why you won. Now that we're not spending money, we can't win or lose. Like, no, yeah, you, but you're not spending the money. You guys can't win. You how come you don't spend the money? Now we, when we did spend money, we were called. Oh, you bought your World Series now. Right, now but you know you
0: know what else you were called, though, then? was that Champions. Yeah, true. Right, and now they aren't. So, I mean, you, you look at it. And the reason why people, Jimmy, and thank you for the call, appreciate you checking in as always, the reason why people get on the Yankees for spending is because they're jealous. I know from experience. Of course, oh, yeah, you spend all that money. Any team, any fan would want their team to spend the most money. That's why being a Yankee fan used to be the greatest thing. So why We bought a championship. We won it. Bought it and won it. Better than losing. And now the Yankees haven't gone over the top to put their team in a position to even have fans say hey you well you bought a championship who cares and by the way we know that spending the most money doesn't guarantee anything and the Yankees spend a lot just not a lot more than everybody else the way that they used to that's the depressing part of it Bobby's calling from Ozone Park what's up Bobby
2: hey Sal how are you how are you Bobby good good thank you so much for taking my call um I got a couple of points I want to bring out, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Harvey, in my opinion, my opinion, Sal, there's no question in my mind, Baker did the right thing. And, and let me give you my re- my reasons. First of all, the three guys he brought in from the bullpen basically have been totally unhittable in the playoffs. Right,
3: They haven't even
2: been touched. So the fact that you had to worry about the Phillies coming back about those three guys, that wasn't going to happen. Because nobody's been able to hit those guys. The second thing is, Sal. No question in my mind. If there's a game seven, who do you start, Javier or McCullers? Well, it's going to be Javier on short rest. That's right, but it's only three days. It's not like he's right. coming back on two.
0: Right. If there's a he's game seven, well, I'd rather. I would not want to start McCullers after what I saw the other day. Right. So
2: you don't have a choice.
0: Right. Well, right? What do you mean?
2: Because, well, who would you start?
0: Well, I mean, I maybe want to start Javier on three days rest. Uh, I, now, again, you have to think about it and see how he feels and how he would
2: right? You know, right. respond but I think, to the three days rest. That's true. But I think by pulling him out at 94 pitches gives you a much better chance to start him on three days rest than if you kept him in at 115. Well,
0: well, why? what's the difference of 20 pitches? If Maybe not even.
2: Guys, but you know how these guys are. But, Bobby, it's pathetic.
0: Twenty. And, by the way, you're worried about Game 7. If they lost, let's say they pull Javier out of this game and the bullpen implodes and they lost, there is no Game 7. And yeah, then you you Sal, saved
2: them for but, what? You saved them for Sal, nothing. But, Sal, Javier's been unhittable in the playoffs, right? Well, so I mean, so he's been, he threw no-hitter before the, the playoffs. I right. mean, he, yeah. No, no, I'm saying he's been unbelievable in the uh, playoffs, right? Right. Okay, so is those three guys in the bullpen. I know, I so get why? it. I, I get it, but still, the right, guy... Right. You're not bringing in your middle relievers. You're bringing in three studs who... Uh, Abreu... But, um, Bobby,
0: but, Bobby, the odds are the more pitchers you use, the less likely every one of them is going to be perfect. I mean, that's the odds. They yeah, are, you... yes. Okay, but, so so but you have like, you have a guy, have been... you have a, I don't care, every pitcher gets hit. You have a guy in Javier that is literally not giving up a hit, not one hit, and you take him out of the game. I mean, that's so what ridiculous. what are you talking
2: about, Sal? One more inning? At least, yeah. Okay, so so you're telling me that you don't think that those three guys can pick up one inning? Because that's all it really is you're saying, right, so You're saying, okay, we'll stretch him to seven. I mean, stretch
0: him to seven. The guy's got a no-hitter. He is not even thrown 100 pitches. Forget about the no-hitter. We know that that doesn't matter anymore. Well, I'm not talking about about it from a historical standpoint. I'm talking about it from a logistical standpoint. He hasn't allowed a hit. That must mean he's doing pretty well, no?
2: Yeah, but Sal, it's smart because you may have to go back with him on game seven. I know, but again, you're worried about game seven. Well, I don't, Yeah, you are because you have a 5 none lead, and you feel like that game is pretty much in the books. Oh, well, well yeah. right.
0: And and for fortunately for Dusty and the Astros, they were able to close it out. But I get, right. But there was there was a feeling. Put it this way: the Phillies, they were happy that Javier was out of that game.
2: They sure didn't show it when the three guys came in and absolutely well, they they, dominated them.
0: They, yeah, they didn't get the job done, but they were happy that he's out of the game. They at least had a chance. Now they didn't get the job done, but they at least had a chance because they weren't touching Javier.
2: Well, listen, I agree with you there, but, but, but Sal, i watched so every that, game. But that's that my league.
0: point. So he gave, for me, somebody who was rooting for the Phillies, and, and mildly, I really couldn't give a crap less. Right, I didn't have right, a bad idea. But from a rooting for a, from a Phillies perspective, I was shocked and pleasantly surprised that Dusty took Javier out of the game thinking, here comes the comeback with Philadelphia.
2: But, but Sal, it's worth the gamble. Now you got him. For game possibly for game seven over McCullough's who's been awful. He was awful against the Yankees mm-hmm. and he was awful the other day. So now, Sal, tell me, tell me, you don't feel good now to go on Javier. I'm uh, assuming that he's physically okay to go on three days rest in, in the deciding game than over McCullers?
0: right? But I would have went with him anyway, Bobby. And thanks for the call. Assuming he's okay with pitching on three days rest, you could have gone with him anyway. I'm not saying you got to run the guy on the ground and have him throw 125 pitches. But you couldn't, you couldn't pitch two more innings, an inning or two, and who knows how they went. Now maybe if they're long innings, maybe he gives up a base hit and he starts to lose it a little bit. All right, get him out. I thought it was at least an inning too early for Dusty, running the risk in that ballpark that one of those three relievers didn't have it. Well, it turns out they did have it. But I thought he was running a risk there that he didn't need to. And I know the game is different. I mean, this is the World Series. You need to get this game. You're going to go to the pen that early? A little different if you have just two innings to go. A little more understandable there. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Morning, Sean. Did you accept Kyrie Irving's apology? No. You saw it?
2: No, I didn't see it, but I heard, what it, I heard it when you... Uh, All right, episode. well,
0: you, yeah, you heard about it is what I meant to say. I, I mean, not literally accept to see no. it. No,
2: nope, not happening. Sorry. I can't accept something from someone like that because of the, the content of the film. Not that I saw the film, but I read about it. Mm-hmm. And the content of the way he said things. Do you do a lot of reading? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like what, books yeah. or just like newspaper
2: or what? Books and online... And I, uh, I read number forty-one, the book by Bill Madden.
0: How was it? I have it, but it's been sitting on my shelf for what a year. How when did that come There's
2: out? A description of everything that he accomplished, in the way that it was poetic, the way he put things, the way Bill put things about Tom, and he did a beautiful job of describing what the man was. And who he was and how he conducted himself on and off the field.
0: Did we ever talk about GTS wine? I feel like we might have.
2: Yeah, we did talk about GTS yeah, wine. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't got my hands drink on it. Wine. I, I want it. Oh, yeah, I, well, I don't drink wine because of my situation with my heart.
0: Oh, what happened? What do you got? A bad ticker?
2: Um, uh 2006, I had open heart surgery with one of my arteries collapsed. Wow. And in 2019, at the right side, the right main artery was 100% blocked and calcified, and the doctors were able to open it without uh, doing a bypass.
3: Wow, it, look course, at you.
2: I have six stents. Six stents? Yes.
0: I'm not experiencing this, but I feel like that's a lot.
2: It is a lot. Yeah. And Elton John said, I'm still standing.
0: Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not you sure remember maybe. remember
2: this one by Elton John? Uh,
0: yeah, I remember. You want to sing it for us? Oh. Uh, are you are you sure those six stents can take a halftime Super Bowl performance from Rihanna? Yes.
2: they can take a halftime performance by Rihanna. Alright. Well that, that can take a half performance by Rihanna. I learned
3: something I learned Have something
2: new about you timing. every day.
0: What? I learned something new about you every day. Who knew? Six stents and a heart issue. Uh,
2: why? Because a Failed to take care of myself all those years before.
0: Were you just like bad diet, or what are we talking about? What were you bad drinking? Diet,
2: or? And that's not the word.
0: Drinking and drugging. What are we? What oh, are we no, talking? no
2: drugs, no drinking. I, get, I stopped drinking my was uh, right before I got my driver's license.
0: So, all right. So, what happened? If it's not a bad diet, no drinking. Bad, or drugging?
2: Uh, Sal, seven days a week, bacon sometimes twice a day. That's ah. enough to kill you.
0: Too, so bacon is your your weak your weakness.
2: It was my weakness.
0: Now you have. When was the last time you had a piece of bacon?
2: My, 2013. There was an incident where I went to Dunkin' Donuts in the morning and had an egg white. I asked for egg white wrap. I didn't ask for anything else. They put bacon bits in. Oh no! And I went back to the store two weeks later, and I said to the man, "I came here two weeks ago." And I saw some, I asked for bacon, uh, egg white wrap, and they put bacon in it. And then I pulled out my, I showed them my my, uh, incision in my chest. I said, well, do you think people should be eating bacon with this? (laughs) And uh, the guy gave me, the guy said no, and he said he apologized for the person who did that. And I went and I purchased $7.99 worth of stuff, and it was free.
0: He, he could have killed you, Stuart. That sandwich could have killed you with those bacon bits on it.
2: Uh-uh, but Sal, it didn't. Oh. But the point was, I got very accepted because that's not what I asked for.
0: You just, no, these places got to get it right. I, I'm trying to envision, though, you walking in there and ripping open your shirt. You think somebody with, somebody with this could have bacon? Look at this. Look at this.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's not funny.
0: No, I'm sorry. It no, is. You
2: know, that's not. Funny. Well, no, I know. Like, I really, it is a serious you know,
0: matter, but I thought about, it was funny. Think
2: about this. I was I was overweight. I didn't take care of myself, and now in 2014, I flipped the script.
0: So totally. Oh, oh, yeah, you, and now you're working out every day.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's great I'm to hear. Working out. I work. Uh, I, worked, I worked out at Harbor Fitness on Cornell Avenue on Kings Highway.
0: What's the? What, so you could go check out Stewart and watch him work out uh, if you're uh, nearby. What's the diet looking like these days?
2: Four days a week, I have cereal. When I go to the gym, it's cold. When I'm not going, it's uh, five days a week. I'm sorry. What kind
0: but, of cereal uh, are we talking Like Fruity Pebbles or what? What are we no, looking
2: at? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, oh, no. I'm, I'm serious. We, we, we checks? Cheerios. Okay. okay. Stuff like that. Sometimes Plain
0: Cheerios or are we talking like the Honey Nut Cheerios? Man, no, I used to love those.
2: I, I uh, backed off on that. I eat the hmm. Cheerios, the we checks and I'll have sometimes the... Uh,
0: uh, now, nothing beats a good bowl of cereal, you know. I used yeah, to love that
2: farina, as a kid. Or I'll have Bob Red, Bob's Red Mill. Farina. Yeah. Oh, and uh, oatmeal. There's a hair on my farina. There's a hair
0: on my farina. Are you familiar with Seinfeld?
2: Mm, yeah.
3: Okay. I'm just curious.
2: I like. I love the part when George played George. Hmm. George Cassandra playing George. But when he, the guy came in and played George Steinbrenner, that was my favorite episode.
0: Stuart, <laughs> this has been a, a fun conversation and enlightening conversation. I appreciate you checking in. All right. That's get, out. Have, have a good day, all right? You too, Stuart, and stay healthy. Right. And You get back to us tomorrow we'll talk some baseball. You just never know with Stuart where the conversation is going to go. Good for him, though. That bacon thing made me laugh. I'm sorry. I know it's not, you know, really you have a heart problem, you can't be eating bacon and the people mess up your order. Same thing, you go to a restaurant with allergies. Nothing with nuts or whatever it may be. No shellfish. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. They don't really care. Comes out with shellfish or whatever it may be. What do they care? One thing that I'm trying to understand here, when I go to the doctors for something, they're always like, okay, well, you have any allergies? You know, they go through the whole list of things. Any surgeries, any family history, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? But then, They get to the, you have any allergies, are you allergic to any medications? I'm like, I have no idea. Shouldn't you know that? You're the doctor. Look at the records. How am I supposed to know if I'm allergic to anything? I don't have the answer to that. Allergic to this, allergic to that, any issues? Not that I know of, not that I'm aware of. Never thought about it before until you brought it up, as a matter of fact. That's why I'm here. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Whatever you want to discuss this morning. We didn't really get into the Kyrie stuff because we did it uh, three hours yesterday, of course. But he came out and apologized, and the Nets had a whole statement. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, whether you think it's sincere or not, I mean, he did what he did. Uh, And it's just a repeated—this is a pattern with Kyrie Irving of just ridiculous behavior and offensive behavior at times— like this case. And I don't think the Nets as an organization get it. I don't think Kyrie Irving as an individual gets it. So at least he apologized, but it's at least. Let him have it. Call the fan at
2: 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
0: Kind of back on the fan going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Your calls until then. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday morning. We'll have a nice football Friday for you tomorrow. And look ahead to the Jets and Bills game. And look over the week 9 schedule. The week 9 slate. Man, I know it says every week. Oh, it's so fast. Week 4 already. Week 7 already. But week 9, Thanksgiving's here. Before you know it, it'll be spring training. It just really does fly by. Um... I'll uh, we'll get into more of the football stuff tomorrow. I was reading something on Zach Wilson. And, like, you guys know I'm a believer in him. And hopefully this week he could go out there and quiet some of the doubters that wanted him benched after last week's uh, pathetic performance. 877 337 6666. Eric is in Ron
4: Conkerman. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Um, you know, I, I was going to, I was thinking of watching that movie, the documentary yesterday after I got home, and I looked it up on Amazon, and the only way to get it is to rent it or buy it, which I will not put any money towards that product. Right. So I'll just have to, you know, unless I can get a hold of it at the library or something, I don't know. Um, but here's my and I read the statement, so here's my question, though. How was his statement issued? Was it read by him, or was it read by someone else?
0: Uh I don't think it was read by anybody. I think it was a statement that was released on social media, if I'm not mistaken or whatever, sent out to you know the the media outlets. It was a written statement
4: Okay, okay, so then you know so then my my outlook is then i I don't accept that as a decent enough apology because I want to see him standing up in front of the camera and reading that right that's the that's the way I see it. Well yeah, how about you, speaking you wanna...
0: from the heart for a change? Without yep, being an idiot. Right. I mean, obviously, see, here's what happened. The Nets knew they had a major problem. The Nets basically, Marks went out there and said, oh, we're not ready to deal with this, essentially, is what he said. We're not ready to deal with this yet because they had to get all their ducks in a row. They had to figure out how the hell they're going to get out of this bleep storm and figure out a yep. way to try to save face. And there is no way to do that other than immediately coming out and Kyrie saying, hey, I screwed up. I I didn't fully understand uh, what this movie was about, whatever he would say that, that could honestly make him look like he was actually sorry and understood why what he did was wrong. So this was a prepared yeah. statement that took days to release, and they all think they yeah. were supposed to buy it. Get the hell out of here.
4: Yeah, no, I uh, I mean, look, <clears throat> I I like the fact that they're going to donate money, you know, to start. I, I just think there's a lot more that... Needs to be done, and and I don't think he, uh, like I mentioned yesterday, you know, you had a uh, couple of the football players went to the Holocaust Museum, or or, you know, j- just go educate yourself properly, you know, about these things. You know, I mean, uh, and, and then and then we'll talk after that, you know. But it just uh, right now it's kind of hollow to me. So uh, understood. That, that's more, that's and I think that's I probably going to be the case.
0: So. I think once you do something like that, it's hard to recover from that and not be looked at in a negative way. Ultimately, he is, I mean, a basketball player, and you know, fans are going to want to just see him get back to playing basketball and hope that, you know, if they, you root for the Nets, that you hope that uh, he could have success. I would assume that that's the majority of people. But how could you forget what he did as a person? I mean, we've we've seen a pattern of behavior with Kyrie Irving, and then this yeah. is the latest, and maybe the worst of them all, right? When you're looking at you know how he offended Jewish people. I mean, it's just it's it's clearly a problem. And the apology was I don't know if I would say it's worthless, but it was pretty close to it. Because like you said, you'd rather see somebody stand up in front of the camera and show some true remorse and explain why what they did was wrong.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, as uh, I, I've been in and out of the World Series a little bit, uh, just, just keeping an eye on it. Cause, uh, you know, like I said, I'd like to see Dusty get his ring. <clears throat> uh, it's been somewhat entertaining for the first four games. You know, I mean, I, I certainly figured it would go minimum, uh, minimum five. Uh, certainly going six now, uh, at a minimum. So I, uh, from the entertainment standpoint, you know, it's, it's pretty good. So, uh, I really, but it, it's really, it's like a coin toss to me, though. I mean, this can go either way. I, I don't see any clear favorite right now. Well, so, uh, I mean,
0: other than the matchup, and thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate you checking in, as always. Other than the matchup tonight, Justin Verlander versus Noah Syndergaard. Couldn't be more in the favor of the Astros. And I don't care what Verlander's record is, 0-1-6 in the World Series. You know, clearly, clearly there's some kind of issue with Verlander, whether he gets worn out by the final round or, or what. He's got an issue in the World Series. And that's got to change tonight. And it's not going to be easy against that lineup after they just got no hit in that ballpark, the last game that is going to be played in that ballpark for the year. You would expect an electric atmosphere. Although the Eagles are playing, so I'm not so sure the fraud Philly fans are going to pack the house for game five of the World Series. You got to go watch Eagles Texans in their Vince Papali jersey. (laughs) Just kidding. Not really, but yeah. Anyway, the crowd should be electric, and you would expect that that offense too good to be held down again, but Verlander is going to have his work cut out for him, and he is overdue. The problem for the Phillies is that Syndergaard stinks, and even if Syndergaard pitches well, it's going to be for three innings. It is essentially a bullpen game later on today. Not ideal in game five when you know that you know, the, for the Phillies to win this series, they, they got to win tonight. I, I have a hard time thinking Philadelphia's going to be able to go into Houston and win games six and seven, even with the pitching lined up in their favor with Wheeler and then Ranger Suarez. Look, who the hell knows? Anything could happen. I'm done with the predictions
2: for now. Hector is in
0: Washington Heights. What's up, Hector?
2: Washington, they got six innings, one-run ball.
0: Yeah, right. Verlander,
2: four innings, five runs. I can see it now. Yeah, right.
0: You, look, Verlander, yeah. maybe. Syndergaard, you more than three watch. innings? Come on.
2: You just watch. And we'll get back to the whole series in a second. But I, I got to get in on this Tyree stuff. Um, you know, and I, I, learned, I listened to the beginning of the show, a nap, and I woke up, like, right before Stuart and Stuart banged it up. And I saw the statement. I, I wouldn't even call it an apology. Um, but I did see the statement, and... Sal, i got to be honest. Who the hell do we think we are? (laughs) You, me, Stuart, Eric, all of us. Who do we think we are, though? Well, I don't accept the apology. Oh, the apology is not good. The apology is, listen. If the Jewish community and this ADL, if they're willing to accept it, if they're willing to work with him, then that's, we have to accept that. Nobody's perfect. Sometimes we come out here, and we talk like we're perfect and we don't make mistakes. The dude made a mistake. He's made many. Yes, it's Kyrie Irving, so it's tough to give him a break. I'm not saying you have to give him a break. But we got to take people at their word. You know what I'm saying? So if a guy says, listen, I recognize I was wrong, there were things in this video that I thought were good. Obviously, I don't agree with everything,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm willing to learn. I mean, right. How I mean,
3: many how
0: many apologies have we had from Kyrie Irving over the years?
2: It doesn't matter, though, Sal. It doesn't oh, it matter. Just, it falls on deaf you ears. You, you apologize. You want you want your apology to be accepted, right? If what? If you make a mistake and you have a need to apologize, right? You, but you if, to it,
0: apologize. if it was, if it were sincere and I learned from my mistake, but if I did something but five who are we times,
2: to judge whether it's sincere or not. That's well, well my point is, if I did Most something five parents, times, say, oh, let's sincere, just that- say,
0: let's. Ju- well, first of all, it's up to each individual. You can accept it and feel okay, and move on. Somebody else may not.
2: And then, but then again, he was not offensive towards me. Well, right. but not, him. Who, so who the hell am I to judge that apology? Now, it was an offensive thing to, to, to do or whatever. I agree. Well, but that's the right. point. It doesn't have you to be have offensive to that.
0: you specifically. You can understand that insulting a large group of people is offensive.
2: And I do understand that, right. child, and I was upset by it. But there's no reason for me to be more upset than the people that were offended. Well, who's. Well, but, but who are I you. I, the people that were offended are willing to move on, I can't keep harping on this thing. But who's well? You are harping
0: on it. I didn't talk about it at all today until Stewart called. I just asked him what he thought of the apology because we got into it yesterday. I didn't even mention the Kyrie stuff. No,
2: I understand. But then your reaction is such. You know what I'm saying? You can say you didn't come, but then you did make a comment on it. And I, uh, you know, and I am reacting to Stewart and you and Eric. Right. I, I am. I, I do recognize that. I'm not saying. Well, I just you know thought. I, mean?
0: I. It is my opinion that the way that the Nets handled this whole thing is a complete disaster. That's just my opinion. I agree.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm just talking about Kyrie himself. Like, we want to crucify this dude. Like, we want to crucify people when they make mistakes, and I think that's wrong. No, but like, Hector, you know it's not.
0: That's... This is not one mistake.
2: And I said that when I started. Sal. He I was a was problem, right? But I you're you're
0: making it like everybody's picking on Kyrie Irving. Kyrie has brought this mm-hmm. upon himself. I didn't tweet it. He did.
2: Well, no, I, I'm not. Making it, like everyone is picking a comment. He, he had a, a problem ahead, in so. Cleveland. He had a problem is,
0: in Boston. He's been a non stop problem here with Brooklyn.
2: Agreed on all of that, which is why I didn't want him on the Knicks. I think he's a headache. It's a ticking time. But mm-hmm. all of that is true. I just, I have a, I just have, it just happens all the time. When somebody makes a mistake and they apologize. And people don't let, let it go. Criticize.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: we want to criticize the apology. Well, this is not, you need to do this, you need to do that. Like, who the hell are we?
0: Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? Who the hell are we to judge apologies when we make mistakes every day? I know I do. Right. Maybe not as egregious, you know, you try not to, of course, but whatever. Now, so, if I look at the box score right now of the the World Series game last night, and I look at the head column, what do I see for the face? Zero. So, it's a no-hitter, bro. (laughs) Like, I understand what you're saying. There's not one picture. No, it's 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 a combined it's 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 a a combined no
0: hitter. hitter. Combined no hitter.
2: Yeah, and you would agree that the more pitches come in the game, usually you would think you have a better chance of breaking through, right? Because how many pitches come in the game Uh would be perfect. There'll be no hit stuff. And they were still able to do it. So I think both you know, has their difficulty. Obviously one pitcher does it is great. And that's what we're more more used to and we like to see. No, oh, but that's because of-
0: because that's a no-hitter. It's a There's a difference between a no-hitter and a combined no-hitter.
2: And there's a difference between a one-pitcher no-hitter and a combined no-hitter, yes. But they're both no-hitters. I'm going to look at them in the column, and I'm going to see zero hits regardless. Which,
0: which one for the Mets do you think is more special?
2: Honestly, we, I think we had the conversation before. I enjoy the combined no-hitter more. I I, I, I never saw the Johan no-hitter live.
0: Right, Well, I, was, I mean, I that's a different stuff. circumstance, though. The The greater accomplishment is really not debatable. It's Johan's no-hitter. I mean, and then you yeah, look...
2: But then when, you, when you throw
0: the fact that that possibly got a hit... Eh, <laughs> well, you, well, I get it. But then even the same thing, and, and thank you for the call, Hector. Appreciate you checking in. Um the The feat of or the accomplishment of a no-hitter is special because a pitcher, one pitcher completed a game, and no-hit the opponent. It is far less of an accomplishment when you have multiple pitchers doing it. Instead of one pitcher throwing nine no-hit innings, you have one throwing six, which a lot of people can throw six no-hit innings. And then you have three throwing one no-hit innings, which a lot of people can throw one no-hit innings. The challenge is to throw nine no-hit innings which equals a no-hitter. When you have four people do it, it's a combined no-hitter. It's just, I mean, to me, it's nowhere near the accomplishment that it would be if one individual actually threw a no-hitter. Now, again, there are two different things here, leaving Javier or taking Javier out and then the actual no-hitter. Look, if you're into the combined no hitters and the Mets one was fun, but it's like, uh, I don't even remember the combined no hitters. Or if the Yankees get combined no hit, it doesn't feel the same way. I mean, getting no hit sucks regardless, but it is a little different with the combined no hitter versus the actual no hitter. I mean, Joelle Rodriguez took part in the combined no hitter. Think about that. All due respect, Joely. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports.
3: Visit Superbook.com.
0: kind of back on the fan going till 5 a.m the warm-up show with alan jerry in about 12 minutes or so from now we'll finish up with your calls 877 337 sal is calling from matawan new jersey good morning sal
5: hey how you doing well i'm on to be batting cleanup behind uh Stuart, eric and uh hector yeah and a honor. couple of heavy hitters <laughs> in a row here yeah yeah, yeah. um Yeah, and I'm glad Stuart's doing better because I I had the same issues he had, only mine were more hereditary. I had the open-heart surgery, the heart attack, but I'm glad he's doing, you know, no better. You had to stop eating
0: bacon as well?
5: Yeah, you know what? Mine was more hereditary. It was more like 20% of my diet. It was just more that I had a history of it in my family.
3: Hmm. But I
5: still have to, you know, I watch what I eat. I don't eat as much meat, you know. And in my case, you know, being active was a lot better for me because my cardiologist told me if I didn't, work two jobs and stay active and do things that I probably would have had a heart attack in my 40s instead of my 60s. Uh
0: Uh-oh, now you're scaring Uh me. i got to go
3: get checked out. Anyway. Uh,
5: Don't worry. All right. But the thing also is um, I was telling Fleas, I just want to get your take on the Mets. You know, I don't know. I I need to know if you think that Bassett, Walker, DeGrom, and Nemo are top priorities or if they – can get away with say they can sign Nemo. If they can go out and get a Josh Bell and a, and a Trey Turner. Would we, we, you'd be happy with that? As long as they can sign Bassett and Walker and Degrom, I'm still on the fence about. I, I just you know I don't want DeGrom, I don't want Bassett
0: great. back or Walker for that matter.
5: No, no,
3: no, what, what
0: no. After say? what I saw from Bassett in Atlanta and against San Diego, no, thank you. He's solid, but I can never trust him again. I mean, it, there's no chance I could trust him in a big spot. So I'd rather pay Degrom. And, yes, I'd be in on, if I'm the Mets, Correa. I'd be in on Trey Turner. Now, obviously, they're not going to play shortstop, but I'd be in on potentially Correa either at third base um, or figuring it out, or Trey Turner at at second base or center field. I don't even love Nimmo, honestly. Would I take him back? Really? Well, yeah, I mean, he's not a star. I mean, uh, would I take him back? Sure. But I also want – they need Nimmo and Trey Turner. If you tell me that's going to be the case, then, yeah, I'm all for it. But – if it's got to be one or the other, I'd rather have Trey Turner.
5: And what about Bell?
0: Eh, no, nah, I don't want Josh Bell. No, no. I mean, would okay. I take him? I guess, but he wouldn't be on the on the list of priorities.
5: Okay. And just other than curiosity, did you hear uh, Bruce on on Howard the other day? Bruce who? Springsteen on Howard. Oh Turner. no, I'm not
0: thing? a I'm not a Springsteen guy. I don't care. Uh-huh. Why was he? What did he say?
5: It was it was really it was really good about how he you know came up and how he wrote his songs and the thing that really got me I mean I I'm, I'm a Bruce fan but he when when Clarence was about to pass away he was in the room with him and he just got his guitar was holding his hand and if you ever hear listen to the song uh, Land of Hopes and Dreams he he sat, he played that as Clarence was was dying it's, it's about your life living your life and how you go through the journey of living your life and dying and how you deal with it Hmm. it it was very very touching
0: it sounds sounds sad i am not a and it's not like i'm and thanks for the call sal appreciate checking in i'm not a bruce fan it's not like i'm anti bruce what makes me anti bruce is everybody obsessing over bruce oh did you see bruce you hear bruce this that no i didn't matter of fact never saw him in person don't really care not my cup of tea. I love the Christmas song that he does. That's my favorite. Santa Claus is coming to town. And Jersey Girl. I love those two songs. That is him, right? But no, that sounds very touching. And any interview Howard does is great. So I wouldn't be opposed to listening to it and learning a little bit, but I'm not a Bruce guy. Billy Joel, yes. Bruce, no. Cliff is calling from West Orange. What's up, Cliff?
6: Hey, how are you, Cliff, uh, how are you? Good, good. Uh, love the show. Uh, love you, love you on uh, SNY as well. So I, you know, i follow you. I, I don't listen too often at five o'clock in the morning, but, uh, but I always watch you on SNY, and I'm a big fan. Thank so, you, Cliff. Yeah. I really
0: appreciate that. Thank you.
6: By the way, by the way, Bruce is at the game tonight, rooting for the Phillies. So if you don't like Bruce, you can not like him even more. Now I don't get—is <laughs> he a Philly
0: guy or a Jersey guy, he, or I guess it's the combination there?
6: He's Jersey guy, but he was rooting for the Phillies. Tonight. Uh, there you go. Uh, oh, uh,
3: so as, he's as a front
6: was, runner.
0: So that's what we're learning about Bruce. Oh, I'm not surprised.
6: As was Joe Biden, by the way. So there you go. But uh. that, that's a whole other conversation. Now who is no, this again? So I, um, I wanted to talk about the Mets, uh, you know, the last thing I want to talk about is Kyrie Irving and that which is fantastic for everyone. We don't we don't need to talk about that anymore. But uh hopefully. But um, you know, the last caller mentioned a few things and I wanna pick your brain. So if you you know, I, I watch you uh, on S N Y all the time and I you know, on the on the baseball uh-huh. show at, at night. So if you're if you're Salicata Mets GM, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm going to throw some numbers at you very quickly and then I want you to react. Um, the infield right now, if you have to pay everybody, including Alonzo, McNeil, you already paying Lindor, third base, hopefully, you know, you have Baby or somebody there mm-hmm. that you're not going to pay. But, and then you have McCann who's, you're going to have to pay 10 million for at least a couple of years or, or dump the cell or whatever. But so you have a 90 million dollar infield, right? If it's 30, 20, 20 30, 30, 20, 30 and 10, right? So you got, you got to And then your outfield is, you know, Marte, Tana, and potentially Nimmo or somebody else, you know? So you have a, you know, a $60 million outfield. So you have $150 million, you know, position player team before mm-hmm. you even consider your bench. And then you're paying Scherzer and, and, and Hopefully, Degrom, um, and then Diaz. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's like 125 million right there. So you, your pitching staff is going to be 200 million, and your outfield's, your your position players are going to be 150 million just to keep something close to what we had this season, which we didn't obviously win. So that's a 350 million dollar payroll, and and you know maybe maybe you know Stevie goes there. I don't know, but like, what well, what, did, what what do you What think? was like, their payroll? What, what, what would
0: you do differently? Well, what yeah. was their number this year? Do you know the exact number? Because I it am was not right familiar.
6: below the right below the cap, which I think the cap was two eighty five or something or two ninety. So it was right there. You know, well, it was well. There is, I think it was two million below. That all right. So, so, what
0: are you asking me? What what would I do to improve the how ball club? You,
6: yeah, how do you construct the team? Like like, do you do you keep Degrom at fifty million or do you do you pay Diaz? You know, like well, you know Diaz... you're going ha- to have to pay Alonzo with me You're going to have, yeah, to, but Rachel. but
0: they no, but they don't have to pay them now, Cliff. And thank you for the call and thank you for watching Baseball Night New York. And I don't know why people can't figure out the name of the show. I always hear Baseball Night in America or whatever or this or that or BBNY. It's BNNY, Baseball Night New York. But I appreciate you watching six o'clock Monday through Friday on SNY. Anyway, they're going to have to spend money to build a team that was better than last year. There's just no way around it. Now, you could also save, to your point about Beatty, you can save by bringing up Alvarez and potentially getting great production from those guys. I I don't know if you could justify paying DeGrom $45 a year and tie up $90 million in DeGrom and Scherzer again without even filling out the rest of that rotation. But you were saying, oh, they have to pay Alonzo, they have to pay McNeil. Not this year they don't. Those guys are under contract. That's the advantage that the Mets have right now. They're getting great production from both of those guys without paying top dollar. Now, do you want to lock them up long term at a good value? Sure. Right now, I don't think that needs to be a priority. They got to build this team. That's the priority. And I still think they need a star bat on top of what they have. Now, they could get creative and maybe make some trades. Maybe they trade Canna. Maybe they trade Escobar. But Steve Cohen's on a dummy. He knows that to win, they got to spend. Philip is calling from Massapequa. What's up, Philip? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Phil? All
7: right. Hey, listen, I, my dad had some stents put in, and they gave him something called the Dash Diet. So hmm. it's like low low sodium and low um, fat and um, no caffeine. Interesting. Yeah. So, But anyway, I was calling. I wanted to talk about the Knicks. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got uh, Evan Fournier was a minus 20 tonight
0: and uh he stinks he's a minus every night
7: (laughs) derrick rose was a minus nine and uh you you got tom Thibodeau, and you know to me it seems like he fails to read the room like you got Dejounte murray who's going off you got trey young you know maybe you want to play some of your defensive minded players a little bit you know he waited till four minutes left in the game to bring in grimes and uh
0: you know uh, oh, maybe you didn't think Grimes was ready yet to come back. I'm not sure what that issue is. That's weird. Is, is he healthy? Is he healthy to play or not? Because Grimes should be really their starting two guard.
7: Yeah, they 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 failed to put him in the Donovan Mitchell trade. You know, we lost out of they they loved him so much that they didn't want to give him up in Donovan Mitchell. But then he waits till they're down 18 points and four minutes left in the game to bring him in, and he's one of your best perimeter defenders. And Dejounte Murray is just going off. You know,
0: yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I'm think, not gonna, I'm not gonna blame Tibbs. Although I don't think he's been as great as everybody had hoped, and certainly not in the last two years. And plus, right. his plus his beard is weird. But right. you, look... go ahead.
7: I think, I think the combination of Brunson and uh, Fournier is is not going to work out.
0: Well, Brunson's you know? Brunson's fine, Phil. And yeah. thank you for the call. Fournier is the problem. He does nothing. We were talking about this earlier. Fournier on the floor, he needs, for the way that he plays basketball, which is not very well, he doesn't do anything. He should be a shooter. And for the way that he plays, he should be shooting the lights out every night. And he doesn't even do that. If Fournier went 6 of 8 from downtown last night, even that would be bad the way that he plays. No defense, doesn't rebound. He just does nothing. He's useless. And by the way, that's if he went 6 of 8 from downtown which he didn't. It was one of four and one of six from the field. I mean, he's terrible. That was a bust of a signing. You look at the Knicks and you wonder why they're no good. It's pretty obvious. Brunson's their best player, and I would say their second best player. And when I talk about best player, meaning they do their job, they do what's expected of them well. Mitchell Robinson would be that guy. I know he doesn't have an offensive game, but that's not what he does. He's a defensive force in the middle and a rebounder. Check. He does that. Brunson, point guard, get everybody involved, distribute, knock down some threes, attack the rim. Check. Barrett doesn't shoot enough. Fournier's useless. Randall's a turnover machine and has limitations. And on and on we go. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, all his help throughout the course of the morning. Thanks to everybody who listened and called. Appreciate each and every one of you back again tomorrow at midnight for a football Friday. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next.
2: Sports Radio, 101.9
3: FM. FM!